from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, America's Freed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the Brand Identity Theorist. Hello, America. Hello, Barbara. Okay, so I just have to say, <laughs> wait a second. I just have to say, I'm excited because, I don't know if you've noticed the last couple of days, but the, the, the weather has completely turned. That crispness is in the air. The fall atmosphere is here. I just get giddy when that happens. How about you? Yeah, it's nice here, but I got to say, I spent the weekend in Miami. Ooh. By the way, I saw this the Miami Dolphins game. Do you have any capture? I game? did. I caught that it. That was some it was game. pretty amazing. Yeah. Talk when about a brand. When you, exactly. Yep. When you're rooting for Miami, you like that game. <laughs> I Maybe love it. you didn't like it if you were the Bills. That's right. But I got out of there Sunday night before this hurricane Ooh, that yes. just hit Tampa Coast, Right, you know, yep. as we speak, as I think speak. these people are. It's like one of the worst um, category four hurricanes oh, wow. that they've seen. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know how many years in Tampa. It's been a really long time. So there's, ma- you know, mandatory evacuation oh, wow. from the west coast of okay. Florida. Oh, interesting. So ta- funny you should mention weather. This <laughs> is a big weather event. It is. It you is. Know? But by the way, Mother Nature always wins. So yeah. don't bet against her, yeah, right? No, absolutely. And it'll be interesting to see what'll happen. You know, first of all, there'll be, you know, there'll be a lot of damage, I'm sure, and the whole yeah. insurance stuff. And, you know, just from a marketing point of view, mm-hmm. obviously, before people evacuated, they wiped the shelves clean right, right, right. of everything that they thought they may need. Interesting. You know, yeah, there's a whole it. natural disaster consumer behavior psychology phenomena that happens. Right, yeah. yeah where yeah, yeah. people, I mean, I think they believed it. I think we got people who were um, leaving when they were told to leave. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that worked. A lot of people <laughs> figured they kind of are immune, but yes. maybe not. Yes, yes, I don't yes, know. Yes. But an interesting day in weather. Yes. So interesting. <laughs> but you're right. In the fall, it's turned. And, you know, of course, that's another thing that retailers really pay attention to the okay. weather because yes. the weather absolutely you know has to do with what people are buying and if the weather's starting to get cold they're starting to think about interesting new yeah yeah okay so we're we're in a moment where you know first of all some people are putting up christmas uh, I, I can't believe this right no, it's that's still well, halloween okay first. Just, wait, let's do halloween first can <laughs> yeah, we exactly. please i mean it's unbelievable we need pumpkin spice first right and then we move on but i don't know they're jumping the gun a little bit here. yeah yeah they are. but if it means they're shopping more i'm always in favor yes. of that. And retailers are happy about that. Yes. Well, we have a really exciting show today. We have Marty Swant, who's the senior reporter at Digital at Digiday. He covers marketing and tech, and he's going to talk about what's in the news and what we think is a hit or a miss this week. So hello, Marty. Welcome to our show. Thanks for having me. And if you hear a puppy in the background, I'm Uh-oh. three weeks into being a dog dad. So. Oh, no. Uh, Doggy and where, daddy. where are you calling you us from? Where do you live? Are yeah. you anywhere near this hurricane? Yeah, no, th- um, thankfully not. Uh, I'm actually up in uh, Brooklyn, so we are safe from the storm right now. But nice, nice, nice. Everyone that's in the in the way stays all right. Yeah, that's true. Brooklyn, well, that's a cool part of New York City, I guess. Absolutely. <laughs> very, very we love cool. It. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And we're, we're really excited to join with you today, Marty, because this is the part of our show where we bring up stories, things that, things that are going on in the marketing world, the, the world of branding, retail, all of the stuff that we talk about. And we have this little segment that we call Hit or Miss, where we bring up one of these stories, and then we decide whether or not it's a hit or a good thing, or whether or not it's a miss. And it's one of our absolutely most favorite segments of the program. Hit. Everyone's the best shot. 
poolside. Or miss. Just a bit outside. So, we're ready to start. I got one for you. I don't know if you've got one for us, but I did save one for you. So let me see what you guys think about this, especially because you cover marketing and tech. I figure you'd have an opinion. So in this week, a big story that Walmart was jumping into the metaverse with Roblox, and it's going to start debuting metaverse experiences with Walmart Land and Walmart's Universe of Play and Roblox today. Um, and so they're trying to get their hand in it, one of the many retailers jumping into it. So I don't know if you have a, a particular opinion about the Walmart experience or just in general about these brands doing it. What do you think yeah. mm-hmm. about all these brands going into the metaverse? Is that a hit or a miss? <laughs> you know, that's a good question. Um, I think it kind of – it's not to uh, uh, you know, uh, take the middle road here, but I think it's, it's still to be determined. And it's it, Walmart's kind of maybe a weird one to have mm-hmm. in there. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, a lot of – you know, like brands that have a history in, in media and culture and stuff like that being a part of it, uh, whether it's your know, MasterCard sponsoring the Grammys really this year and doing mm. something in there or, mm-hmm. or whatnot. But it's, um, I mean, it's in some ways, I guess the mall is, is, I mean, depending on what they do with it, right? It's Walmart, it's targeting, you know, a, a wide demographic. Um, but, you know, kids are on, you know, mostly on Roblox right now and whether or not kids are shopping at Walmart or their parents are, yeah, I think it's still a question. I mm. agree. I don't think of Walmart as the kid retailer necessarily. It's not, I mean, if you're going to go that way, go to Target. Yeah. Right. Right. But I mean, what they're going to do is they're going to feature a blimp that drops toys. They're going to have a music festival oh, with hot artists. They're going to have a bunch of different games. They're going to have a store of virtual merchandise, which they are calling Virch. Wow. You could talk about whether that's a hit <laughs> or a miss. Holy moly. <laughs> um, and it's going to be this idea of putting in the meta what you'll find in Walmart stores. And one of the things you think about, you know, with the metaverse, I know I'm sure you think about this, is you got to keep creating new experiences mm. to get people back in the store. And that's actually what Americus and I were talking about, even, you know, with the cold weather or Christmas. Right, or right. Retailers are always creating these new events to get you back into the store. So you kind of have to do that in the metaverse, too, to keep people in the metaverse. So what do you think? You know, you've been looking at all these. What are you going to give um, Walmart. Don't be in the middle. We're make <laughs> yeah, you we, on this show, we demand <laughs> yeah. that you take a stand, sir. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I'm always used to being in the, the interviewing side of this. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess it's like if you think of what people go to Walmart for, even it's, it's they go there for when they want to buy. It's just it's not necessarily the place people are going to go all the time, right? So it's, I mean, but in some ways it seems like they've wanted to become more and more of an entertainment brand. Mm. Whether they're, oh. you know, yeah, and so with the, you know, during the pandemic, they're they're screening drive-in films from different parking lots. And, Interesting. And, and they're wanting to maybe be more entertaining than they have been in the past. But I think the other thing to think about too is um, there's just kind of, you know, some concerns on, especially when you're talking about, you know, marketing to kids there have been some concerns that is roblox always safe for kids mm-hmm. you know and right um, whether it's for you know brand safety issues or even with complaints that users that have accounts have lost hundreds or thousands of dollars sometimes and of their probably maybe parents money sometimes so it's i think it's a question of you know what are the kids doing and can roblox keep it safe too as these different different demographics kind of expand but ups was another weird one this week actually i think it's this week ups Created a uh, its own uh, metaverse thing too. Wow! If UPS, so can, the so big can, brown is so they in can there. Lose your packages digitally. It. That'll be uh, yeah, that'll be I don't exciting. Know the ship a digital package. I guess that's email, but no. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Now this is interesting because in some senses, Barb, I'm, I'm thinking back to what Target did when they sort of hippified, if you will, 
you know, they started bringing in the designers. Like and they Target. Did, yeah, Target, that whole idea. And your point was amazing, which is like the dissonance that I felt when I said, when you said Walmart and Roblox and Walmart and young kids, <laughs> yeah. I, it just didn't. It just blew my mind. Yeah. So, but maybe this is the attempt to start, okay, we're going to slowly start changing that perception and bring in younger consumers and be more hip. And the idea of it being, let's transform ourselves in inter- into an entertainment company is a fascinating idea. Yeah. And you're seeing t- since COVID, Walmart, Amazon, Target, they've become the everything store. To your point, Marty, that's actually what we have been seeing during COVID. And it mm-hmm. makes sense that Walmart's going to want to sell yet another thing. Toys are big business mm-hmm. as we're getting into the holiday season, brings parents into the stores. But, you know, your, your comment about safety, Roblox is one of the platforms that is paying attention to that, right? Mm. So they have some live people monitoring content oh, on there, I believe, to make sure there's safety. Because really, you're absolutely right. There's like no regulations in the metaverse and there's a lot of bad things that can happen. But I don't know, maybe you know more about this, but I think Roblox is actually one of the safer platforms. That, that's a good question. It depends on who you ask. You know, there are some uh, professors that have ta- spoken to her the last you know, few weeks that study this and they say it's actually even kids that have concerns there versus say like, you know, um, uh, Minecraft, which is by you know, Microsoft doesn't necessarily have the same advertiser appeal. So it's, mm. there's less of a marketing play. Uh, but it's, but I think, I think the interesting thing too is, uh, just to kind of zoom out for a second, they recently, uh, Roblox recently added in or kind of hinted at a few new ad products that they're doing to let people, you know, do ads to bring people to their universe, uh, called the portal or to put billboards on the sides of experiences. And Mm. so I think it'll be interesting to see, will Walmart maybe also advertise in other people's experiences? So maybe there's another brand that's maybe kind of more in line with Walmart that people might want to pop over to Walmart for, or um, I think it's that's a, that's a big question too. But also, um, how do they handle that data? They're going to do it all internally. So it's I think the, the big question is, can they be responsible enough as they're building this out? Mm. Or will it maybe down the road have the same problems that Facebook had five or right. ten years ago where they have all the data, but then they don't really think about privacy until years later. Yeah, yeah. and if you think about it, what had, had happened with Facebook, Barbara and Marty, it's like the, the, no one had thought that you know this little thing that started with likes and dopamine hits – would turn into like a bastion of misinformation and all kinds of yeah. bad shit happening, right? Exactly. But yeah. so you can think about that. Uh, the metaverse is like that on steroids, like, yeah. right? And so yeah. that can of worms might be, you know, infinitely more worse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's a good point. Yeah, it it's definitely has some concerns, but I think on the other on the other side, this it's a creative place to be because you don't have the same laws of physics, so you can create you know experiences that you wouldn't do otherwise. You don't need to create a a Lego movie, you know, to to mark. You can. Do it a lot more quickly in a few weeks or a few months, you know, in Roblox versus somewhere else. How quick is, how easy is it to get um, stuff into the metaverse? Is it actually quicker? I mean, I, sometimes it could be more complicated. I don't know. <laughs> Good question. Some brands I've talked to have kind of built their thing in a matter of weeks. I think others, mm. you know, it takes months. I think mm. it just depends on, you know, how complex you want it to be. Are there Easter eggs people have to find and you want to have a big build out over time? Or is it a quick, you know, pop-up concert that's really easy to do? So mm. I think it's... It kind of varies, which I guess gives it more of that uh, that modular nature. Interesting. What I think is super interesting also, Barbara, get your thoughts on this, right? The laws of physics do not apply to the metaverse, but the laws of people getting irritated and annoyed by advertising in the real world does apply. <laughs> does apply. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just when you said that, Marty, I had this vision in my mind of like being in the metaverse and billboards and all this marketing shit again. And like I'm trying to escape that. So it's like you wanna you wanna to Barbara's point, Barbara says, listen, this has to be about an experience, and the experience has to be where the value adds is the utility right and if you start turning it into like okay there's more marketing infinite marketing you know that's just the the real world now showing up in this metaverse you've got yourself a problem right barbara yeah i totally agree i mean <laughs> i think that's what sephora did that was so 
brilliant years ago is they created a makeup store that people wanted to hang out in, mm-hmm. and then they started buying makeup. If Walmart can creates a metaverse that kids want to hang out in, they'll start paying money on this, mm-hmm. what do you call it, Virch? Or, you know, like uh, this virtual merchandise, right? Virch. I mean, yeah, Virch. It, it yeah. Might That's what the cool, kid, the cool kids say that. It's Virch. It's I gotta go, gotta pick up some Virch. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah, and it's catchy. And I guess in some ways it's probably cheaper to buy Virch maybe than it is yeah. to buy real products. And yeah. so it's, you know, I'm wondering, will there be metaverse-only products down the road, too? I don't yeah. know. And, and the beautiful thing, to build on your point, Marty, is the idea that your point as well, Barbara, is the notion of experimentation, right? So right. it's like, yeah, let's just try it. I mean, it's not right. going to cost a lot, and we'll know really quickly yeah. <laughs> if, it's, if it's not and, working. And if anybody's good at experimentation, it's Walmart. Very they true. pivoted really quickly during COVID to right. figure out how to do that buy online, pick up in the store. They had a they had a pivot overnight from in-store shopping to online shopping, and they were experimenting all over the place and came out with really good product. Like, I think they did wonderfully during COVID. So I'm I'm going to give Walmart a hit on this one. <laughs> Marty, I'm calling it. What do you want to do? Hit or miss on Walmart. Um, that's a good point. And I think also we've seen to be a first move, to your point, a first mover, early mover several times with you know live shopping, for example. They're experimenting with stuff on TikTok for uh, I think TikTok's first live shopping show around Christmas a couple of years ago. And mm. so it's, they've definitely been open to trying things. So I think it's, yeah, it could be a hit. I don't, I don't, I'm kind of curious or, or will kids think it's cringe? I don't know. <laughs> cringe. We should have hit or miss or cringe. That's great. I love that. Nice ad. I like that. Yeah, yeah. That's totally awesome. All right. So let's pivot. Uh, tell us what you're thinking about what's going on with Peloton. They're constantly in the wow. news lately and it's right? not been good. Yep. The biggest headline, rec- the newest headline recently is the head of marketing is the latest executive to battle out of the company. Wow. Their numbers are going way down. Um, they they were t- incredibly lucky during um, during COVID. Yep. Mm-hmm. And now where are they? What do you think? That's a good question. Yeah, to your point, they've lost several executives the last you know several months and whatnot. And, but yeah, um, their, their chief marketing officer, uh, uh, Dara Tresidor, yeah, she just left for Autodesk. Uh, and so, um, so that's a big loss for Peloton because uh, she's been really instrumental both in uh, driving a lot of new uh, sales through a lot of really creative marketing the last couple of years. Uh, one, of, you know, one of the things they did was they they found was a few years ago, but they took they found old reviews that people had done of their bikes that when they didn't like them, but then those same people end up liking them more. So they looked at the before. And, anyway, really creatively showing how people's evolution of how they think of a Peloton has changed over time. So mm. I think it's it's a big loss for them because um, she's really been instrumental there the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, will they find someone different? Um, that can maybe fill that gap, or will they have to take a different direction? And I think that's, that's the point too. Like, will Peloton end up being something that's more like uh, one of the other, uh, you know, fitness brands? Maybe has less of a dynamic brand, mm. and maybe more of like a fitness, you know, equipment that is uh, less exciting. I guess because I wow. guess you know, Interesting. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's a good question. Or will they, you know, have to, you know, you know, work? You know, will it get? A, I don't know. It's it's yeah. a big question. It's, it's um. Yeah. I think one of the things is like. That for a while, they had inventory issues where there's right. too many. Yeah, that, bikes, yeah, right. Right, yeah, right, right. If it's right. not one well, thing, it's another. If and, and, it's not one thing, it's yeah. inventory. <laughs> exactly. So she was, yeah. 
But yeah, losing her was a, a big hit for the for the company, and so I'll be really curious to see who they hire after her. Yes, yeah, but when you say miss. big hit, Marty, you, you mean, mean big miss. hit as a miss? Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> miss. Okay, yeah. well, wait, ladies and gentlemen, we don't want to confuse our listeners. We uh, <laughs> yeah. lost. Yeah, yes. no, that's interesting yeah. because to, your point's very interesting, Marty. Which is to say, that would be a little bit you know disappointing to me if the because the whole point of the Peloton brand was all the energy, the psychic energy, the positive vibes around the tribe, the community, and if it just turns into well, here's the bike. Then it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, then it's like, well, why, you know, there's going to be a million other things that are out there that yeah. have the same utility, functional utility, that don't have that, you know, that other thing, that je ne sais quoi, as Barbara likes to say, <laughs> that, that really bring people. And it's weird, too, for me, because I talk to Peloton users, Barbara, and they're passionate. I know. What, they what, do. do you have really any ins- love it. Why are people yeah. leaving the brand? Like, what's going on? That's an interesting on? thing. Talk about brand identity and yep. brand love. It is, like, Huge. annoying. Please shut up telling us about your Peloton. We don't want to hear about it anymore, <laughs> yeah, right? It's really? like, yeah. Well, I... I um, actually, you know, caught the bug a couple of years ago during the pandemic. I, I mean, just anecdotal. I, I bought one in, in November 2020, and um, I, but I quickly because everyone talked about how much they loved it, everything like that, and I was it was contagious. Yeah, mm. everyone loved their bike. I sold mine recently to oh, for a puppy. Peloton lost out to a puppy. And by the way, that's <laughs> a that's a three day that's a three day puppy, right? It's a th- third your third day as puppy dad. And the Peloton's <laughs> gone, my friend. <laughs> so so you better be getting that dog out into the park because you're not on the bike anymore, right? You're not oh, doing that. <laughs> exactly. I'm hoping my dog walks will add up. Yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> I, mean I definitely spend more time with my dog than I did my bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the puppy brings more joy, Barbara. Let's just face it. Yeah. But I, I have but I have other sh- friends that love a lot of people. Let's hear from yes. they love their Peloton, and it's really it's something that you know uh, they feel driven to use a lot. You know, I have friends that have trained for long bike rides using it, and so it's there is an emotional connection that they have right. with their Peloton that people don't have at the gym. Yeah, I yeah. think they just actually made some really bad marketing decisions myself. Mm. You know, like they didn't pull that pull out the treadmill in time, you mm. know. They didn't respond yeah. to Mr. Big dying exactly right. Ooh, you know, oh, there, right, there right, were right, kinds right, of right. things that maybe they could have done differently. Let me reintroduce you. I'm Barbara Kahn along with America's Reed. This is Marketing Matters. And today we're joined by Marty Swant, who's the senior reporter at Digiday, and he covers marketing and tech. If you'd like to ask Marty or any of us a question throughout today's show, please feel free to call at 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866. Marty, you got any story you'd like to talk about? Oh, gosh. That's a good question. I guess a couple come to mind. Um, you know, just not to get, you know, this is more on the, the regulatory front. You know, I used to be a political reporter before I covered oh. uh, marketing and tech. So that's something I'm always interested in. And there's just been a lot on that front, uh, whether it's the FTC cracking down on things um, and wanting to look into you know, data privacy issues or, uh, or, or whatever you know, I think uh, um, TikTok is potentially facing a fine in the UK over. Oh yeah, so that's something I was writing about earlier today. Is they had a report that came out that um, looked at uh, how many ads and videos and stuff like that are they having to take down, and so it's just a big brand oh, safety thing. Um, but so sorry to make sure our listeners are aware of, if, if, in case they haven't yeah. been exposed to your uh, unbelievable journalism here, Marty. Tell us a little bit about the TikTok issue. What's going on in terms of you know what's happening right now? Sure. Well, they're facing some, just a lot more pressure on a number of fronts. So there are um, lawmakers in, in Congress, both Democrats and Republicans, that are worried about uh, misinformation huh. issues. You know what's popping up there around vaccines and the elections mm. and stuff like that. Um, there are you know, the privacy issues I mentioned. There's uh, just a lot of concern. There's also the uh, 
there is a, some people say there's maybe a national security concern because right, the, because the, it's China, owned by China, right? Yeah, oh, dear. The, roots that, yeah, the, the, the Chinese roots that the company has. Yeah. Mm. And so it's um, so they're having to change things, you know, whether it's, you know, securing, uh, you know, They've partnered with Oracle recently to try to bring in some more uh, U.S. companies that are going to audit, you know, a lot of the, that data. Wow. But it's, it's yeah, it's because it's growing rapidly. A lot of marketers are wanting to spend a lot more money in there. They're seeing a lot of success, and so it's, you got this growing user base, growing advertiser base, but growing uh, regulatory uh, uh, backlash at the same time. Interesting. I mean, Barbara, are you on TikTok? <laughs> what does it mean trying to... being on TikTok? I get she it, ladies and germs. But she has not made the pro. I'm going to make the profile for you and send it to you. I have not done that. <laughs> not done, I yeah. watch the videos yeah. occasionally. Do you though. feel like it's more? It's more. I don't know the word addicting, but is it? It's just, it is definitely yeah, addicting. Yeah. You can start watching TikTok, yeah. and the next thing you know, it's two hours later. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Yes. It's amazing how yes. that happens. Yes, and for me, it's all about dancing babies. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing how much time people spend there yes. and, and like the algorithm is just so good like yeah it just, it just caters right to whatever someone's interested in i think it's interesting too on the search front too because mm. a lot of people are saying that tiktok search is getting better there are some advertisers that are testing as it could it be a, a either complimentary or an alternative to google maybe um, oh interesting. it's not there yet but given how many people are using it people are wondering could it be that because you have the video and you have a lot of the text that they're expanding. And so oh, that's, that's the big question too. Are they trying to eat into not just Facebook and, and Snap's business, but also Google's? Oh, wow. I would love for Google to have some competition. That would be kind of sweet, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> interesting, interesting. But I guess there are a lot of issues in TikTok. I mean, the, you know, one of the things is like brands are doing cool stuff, collaborating. Uh, what are some of the issues associated with you know thinking about the effectiveness of TikTok versus some other in terms of return on investment, Marty, or what's the data? What, what's the the general temperature of the marketing world out there? In terms, I mean, it's hot right now, but do people really know how to do it effectively? It's a good question. I think it depends. I think we've seen a lot of D 2 C brands have a lot of success there, just like they did, you know, five years ago on Facebook. And some of them are saying, "Hey, Facebook's too expensive now. We're looking for alternatives." So they're, you know, they're actually seeing a lot of success with, with organic content too. So not even doing a lot of paid, so just just trying things, catching on to these these different trends that in a way that you can't necessarily do on other platforms. Um, so some of that with the social commerce stuff too, people wanting to, you know, kind of tap in there. Um, but I think that's one thing and just the organic stuff is, is catching on a lot better than it does in Facebook and, and Instagram. Um, I think you can also just, uh, I guess those are two that come to my mind off the bat, but, but to the point of measurement, I guess uh, some people say it's not as effective yet as, mm. as Facebook. You don't necessarily have the, the historical data that you have to do predictive stuff on, mm. you know, like with Facebook and other platforms. So you're not necessarily, you know, you can't prove the ROI as well yet, um, mm. but it's it's also the most popular. So you're trading off, are you wanting effectiveness or you want to be popular and a part of culture? I think mm, it's kind of the a part right of culture. Now. Interesting. And is TikTok still primarily young or is it across all demographics? Uh, I haven't looked at the, you know, the, the, the exact breakdown the last you know few weeks right now, but it's definitely still young. I think it's growing. I think as people think about, you know, adults you know, that you know, are going on, for, you know, the Washington Post is a great TikTok channel oh, to you know, talk about news and stuff like that. And so it's, oh, wow. I think there are more adults on it, but I don't know what the breakdown is right now. I think yeah. it's definitely still younger, you know, Gen Z millennial users, but I think it's definitely still expanding. Super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So what else do we got in the news? Um, America, so you were talking about. Yeah. All right, Barbara, Barbara where were you in 1997? Uh, who knows? <laughs> do you remember? No. So I was two years into my PhD <laughs> program, but uh, I was looking online. 
And uh, one of the stories that had come out was McDonald's when they had launched the Happy Meal in 1997 and the teeny beanie babies. That was the massive pop cultural shift. I thought that had been around since prehistoric times. (laughs) I know, right? It feels like it, but a huge flashpoint moment at that time. Anyway, so McDonald's is bringing back, apparently, the Happy Meal, but for adults. And the idea being that the toys inside are going to – and the packaging is going to be a bit more marketed toward that nostalgia of 1997? Folks. <laughs> I know, right. 1997. It was, it was a long time ago, Barbara. Uh, and I, it, it struck me when I was, I was reading about this. is like, that's kind of interesting. I know that at least during the pandemic, one of the things that I got into was puzzles. And some of the old games that I used to play, I was kind of reintroduced to that whole nostalgia around that. So I'm, I'm and, and just the concept of like tapping into something that's familiar to you from, you know, a positive aspect of the past and that using that as a theoretical concept to build something, a connection, a moment, a movement even maybe. So I'm, what do you think about this? McDonald's, you know, happy meals for adults. Wow. That's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that a motivation to go and eat food? That's kind <laughs> of a... Uh... Exactly. 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 Uh, like I don't. I can see how kids who don't want to eat anyway, they just want. When I used to take my kids to McDonald's, they didn't eat the food; they just wanted <laughs> they just the, toy. the toys. But yeah. as an adult, I want to eat. I want to eat. So yep. it's not clear to me it's going after the right. Yeah. You know, it might. I, apparently, they're trying to grow business with adults. Yes. But why wouldn't they give me better food? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What are your thoughts on this one, Marty? That's a good question. I hadn't heard of this one yet. I, I, I mean, they're definitely one of many companies to jump on in the, the nostalgia bandwagon for sure. And I'll, I remember talking to someone, a, a, a former chief marketing officer back in 2019, when he predicted that nostalgia would be a big thing in 2020. And so it's, I mean, he was spot on. I mean, even b- before the pandemic. And so it's seen a lot of people tap into that. I you know. Will this catch on? That's a good question. I guess, could you get it? I guess people might go and have that bonding moment with their kids, you know, so mm. the, the adult can get theirs and, and then uh, you know, the kid oh, can get their happy meal. Yes, yes, <laughs> but yes, yes. Yeah, but it's funny That's too because I was um, joking with someone the other day. So uh, Penguin Random House just did a thing with um, uh, TikTok actually on Book Talk, and so uh, I, when when I was writing about that, I was thinking I wish that they would do like, a book club for adults, kind of like you know Pizza Hut ba- had back in the day, where if yes. you you know if you read five books, you get a free pizza at Pizza Hut. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. That might be appealing. How do you find things that adults can resonate with? This is yeah. all about relationship building. This is what you always talk about, Barbara. You preach about it, the notion of creating experience, but not just like stunts. Like just, anybody can do stunts, but like trying to have a deeper connection, trying well, to create something. Maybe if they're trying to create some kind of collection, I don't know. Yeah. Collection oh, that's mentality is something people like to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. I that's don't true. know. But Marty said something very interesting, Barbara. Sorry to interrupt. But the idea of like, I don't, do you ever do this with your children, like sharing in your, let me show you something from my childhood, and you uh, share it together, uh, and it's kind of oh, like this, yeah. you know, this collective thing. It's not just about me, but it's also my joy of sharing this it's joy. It's a way to tell a story about yourself. About yourself. Right. That's so, a that's, really nice idea. I yeah. can't imagine they're that creative. <laughs> <laughs> they're just trying to sell America's, more Big Macs, go for God's sake. you got to go talk to them yeah, right, and tell right, them right. how to do this. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> totally. No, that's very, very interesting. It's, so. It is full circle here, too, because you know, some people compare the NFT you know, uh, trend to Beanie Babies and collectibles that people think will be worth something someday and then they aren't. So it's, it's kind of funny how it's become full circle here in the last you know, year and a half or so. But yeah, the, the nostalgia and the story, the, the memory thing is, is, is really strong. Oh, we, we're about to close, but we do have one call. Kyle from Minneapolis. Did you want to ask us a question about digital marketing? Yeah, so I was just curious on your guys' thoughts of um, traditional four-year colleges and their curriculum for marketing 
Um, I'm in the the agency world these days, and it's really hard to find qualified candidates mm. um, that haven't had a, at least a few years of experience. Um, just curious on what. Your so you're are asking us, do we train people to be good marketers that you can hire? Is that what you're asking us? And I'm going to tell you, we certainly do. <laughs> we teach them all the right things. And, and you know, to your point, though, what is modern marketing in a college curriculum? It's mm. a lot of analytics. It's a lot. It's of a lot of tech. Yeah. You know, it's everything we've been talking about here. How are you going to create Very this true. metaverse information? How are you going to be able to use that data if yeah. you don't know how to have those skills? So that's the stuff we're teaching our students does that make sense to you kyle you want to hire them oh absolutely i mean the other schools would keep would uh, keep up with you guys we, we appreciate that uh we, we love our institution kyle here's something that's interesting someone said to me kyle that marketing starts with science and ends with art and so to Barbara's point, the idea that, you know, you've got to marry the left brain and the right brain. And the, the modern marketing strategist has to have both of those skill sets and to be kind of fluid in both domains. Do, do you, what are your thoughts, Marty, on this notion of, you know, thinking about, you know, the new world of marketing and what, what to Kyle's point, you know, what's, what are the, the personas that are going to be the really good marketers? What are those skills that they're going to have that we need to be focused on, and certainly as teachers here at the Wharton School? What are your thoughts, Marty? That's a good question. And the talent uh, gap is something I, I keep hearing about from people as well. And I actually grew up in Minneapolis, so I love that this is a Minneapolis caller. <laughs> uh, a lot of great ad agencies and brands up there. Um, but I guess maybe it's too, yeah, to your points, the, you know, the machine learning AI data stuff is something that you know needs some sort of training. But then you also have a lot of people that are really creative that maybe don't have the traditional agency background, but they have really interesting ideas. And so how do you bring in more of that cross-pollination mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. different fields, especially as, if, as the tech field is maybe eating up a lot of the, the tech talent from the agency world? Um, so is, is, it a, is, it, is it a pay issue? Is, is it, uh, is it a, you know, an education issue? I don't know. It's a good question. Mm. Um, but those are a couple of things that come to my mind is, yeah, like to your point, like how do you balance that, um, that, that left brain, right brain aspect? I don't know. That's, I think it probably depends on the size of the agency, too, maybe. Interesting. Very yeah, well, cool. we want to just put a, a call out there. Anybody who's smart and left brain and right brain, you should go into marketing. You should That's come right. to Wharton. Come right? to Wharton. That's exactly right. Well, <laughs> That's we, who we're looking for. <laughs> absolutely. We really appreciate the call, Kyle. Thanks yeah, very thank much. Thank you. Yep, yep. Well, Marty, it was great having you on our show today. Thank you so much for joining us. And where can our listeners go Thanks. to keep up with you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, so either uh, digiday.com, which is where you know all the all my stories get published, or feel free to follow me on Twitter. It's just my name, Marty Swan. Or- uh, just Marty Swan on Twitter. <laughs> no All worries. right, you, you, okay. sir, you, you have outro music. Congratulations! I, yeah, I love that. Just my alarms. <laughs> I wish I had like a good outro song. <laughs> well, that's great. It's been Retired. fun having you. Thank you Thanks for having me. It's yep. fun. We're going to take a short break. This is Marketing Matters Business Radio, Sirius XM One Thirty Two.